Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift episode 321. And I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who has ever lived. It's me. It's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show, as I always am. But I'm worn out from the double-sized episode we did last time. And this time, I'm going to pr- I'm gonna promise you, I can't promise it for Eric, but I'm going to promise you for me, I'm going to be more positive in this episode. It's a positive episode of Third Shift. And with me, as always, it's the Light Bear, the Light Bringer, the Light Bear, bringing the Beastmaster Third Shift. It's Eric. Eric, are you positive this week? Are you positive you had a great time? Did you do positive things and have a positive, fun time? Tell us about your week. I had a great time. Uh, I sat here, you know, if you don't know, right now I got Thursdays off. So this morning I was like, well, you know, let me put in a little quick notes of what I'm going to actually do. And then, of course, one of the big things is your week. How was your week? What did I do this weekend? I don't really have any recollection. The only recollection I have is that Friday <laughs> we were all supposed to hang out. We we're going to go throw axes, man. We we're going uh-huh. to throw axes. We we're going to get some dinner. We we're going to have a couple of beers. Shay bailed right from the beginning. Yeah. The day of, hours before we were supposed to be there, you said, no, sir, can't go. I don't know what hit me because I was tired and I had just like a migraine and it was just, I did the like for an hour and like tell body, all right, we're just going to wake up. Just go away, migraine. It's fine. And it, my body said, no, no, it's not. And also, you're going to be miserable, but I'm also going to make you like, ugh. Try, try and fall asleep at your desk at work. <laughs> ah. It was a bad combination. So of course you patched out our old buddy. He didn't want to. He didn't want to quit. He said, "No, we're going to do something. We won't go throw axes, but we need to get dinner." So I'll, I couldn't let him down. I said, "Sure, let's do some dinner." So we went out. We had a good time. Went to a, a little place in Charlotte where I live. It was bopping though. It was busy. It was packed. People were just coming and coming and coming. They're like, oh, it might be like an hour-long wait. And I'm like, ooh, okay, well, sign me up. It's only two of us, so the hour-long I don't think is true. I think it'll, you know, cut down. And it did. It only ended up being like a 20, 25-minute long wait. And we got our chairs. We had a good time. You know, we had some beers. We're all there yapping, talking. But it got to that weird moment. Where the food never came. I don't know, you know, anybody listening, you probably encountered this before. The food's, it's not coming. The drinks came, drinks were coming, and that's cool, and that's fine, but the food never came. So, like, an hour and a half later, we're like, all right, well, I mean, should we kind of, like, maybe just just dip out? You know, we had a few drinks, we talked, we had some fun. And just as we said it, all of a sudden, boop, food on the table, and so, well... All right, now we got to eat. So so this weird event, you know, it was a good time, but it turned into like this elongated time because we'd already done all the conversation, had the beers, done all the stuff, and now food was there. So this is this is the ticket, Eric. We've talked about opening restaurants and bars and stuff before. We talked about all this, but we have when we open that restaurant, you mean all the guys. We have a 30-minute guarantee. If your food doesn't come in 30 minutes, you're not going to get it. Yep. It's over. If that ticket is sitting on the line for 30 minutes, rip it up. The rip chef is supposed shreds. to grab it down. How long has it been? 27 minutes? Can you get it done in three? Yep. No, I can't. No, <laughs> you no give food a, for you. You give your it's boys, done. you give them a two-go shot or a two-go drink, and you say, sorry about your luck. Here's a two-go drink. <laughs> Have fun. Go order some Domino's pizza or whatever the hell you're going to do. 
And obviously, we won't charge you for the food. No, it'll be, there's, no, there's nothing scammy, nothing food. shady here. And that last drinks on the house as well, since there you we go, didn't yeah. get you your food. One so, little shot of well whiskey yep. or whatever. There you go. There you go. Sorry about sorry about tonight. Here's a shot. Go have. Fun. If you want to walk out and come back in, then you can order food. Try again. You have to. You have to leave now. <laughs> you will. You will get nothing else. You get nothing. You must leave. That is the. You must leave. But I really wanted the pizza. Nope. I'll Sorry. wait an extra 30 minutes. I'll wait another 30 minutes. Can I order now? No, you no, can't. It's you done. Cannot. This table, no food. Yep. Messed it up. We messed it up. <laughs> Somebody messed it up. Doesn't matter. That's the way it goes. Uh, but I'll tell you, the lasagna was fantastic. That's what I ordered. I never order it. I always look at it. The few times I've gone there, this time, did it, and it was great. It was everything I was hoping it would be, but it was way too much. I don't eat dinners, so I had to like pack up like half of it, put it in a little container. And guess what I had the next day for lunch? Mm-mm-mm. Some more of that delicious lasagna. So it was definitely a treat. Had fun with that. I uh, did some stuff with the family. I'm not really sure what, to be honest. I'm, like I said, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know what we did this weekend. I know we were busy. We did some stuff, but I can't recall what the hell we did. And then Sunday did the family fun night. And, of course, watched lots of anime this last week. All sorts of shows. Every time something new comes out, I'm watching it. Uh, the fall setup's already gone. So I keep, like, kind of hit, you know, picking, like, oh, that might be interesting, watching one or two episodes. If it hits, I'll watch the rest. If it doesn't, I back out and I don't watch anymore. So right now, my favorites, it's hard to say, except for, like, maybe Chainsaw Man. That one's just fantastic. I've watched each episode at least twice, some of them three times, just because it's so much fun and so just bonanzos and ridiculous and power and 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 uh, denji and whatnot are just two really cool characters can't wait to see what that one does so been on a whole anime strip and the only video game i've played matt the only one is yakuza like a dragon talk to it at nauseum i'm at the end i can proudly say matt today this morning i lied to you i did at least play for a minute and it did the whole, you're going into the Millennium Tower. There's no going back from here. You're going to finish the game if you select this button. Do you want to select this button? And I went, nope, I don't. Because I wanted to just double check. I want to go back through every shop, make sure I've bought all the best tier armor, best tier weapons for everybody I can possibly have right now. And then I'm going to go click that button and enter that tower. So I'm there. I'm at the tower finally all i have to do is just make sure i did buy everybody's full upgrades i don't care if it's by one damage or seven or whatever it is i just want to make sure they're going in with the best of the best that i can give them at the moment and i did go finish uh that other tower i don't remember it was the one in the um second area i did finish that tower got what it was but i did screw up i didn't think i did but it was supposed to give me the dragon's helm you know, to complete uh, Ichi set, the dragon, you know, set or whatever, Dragon Quest basically set. It didn't give it to me. So I have this, like, little side tick in my brain that I should go back and replay that last five rounds. And then try again to make sure I do whatever it said to do. So I can get his helmet and pop it on. So I'm not quite sure if I'll do that or not. Part of me is like, ah, just screw it. You know, you're already over leveled. You're already good. Probably going to be just fine. But I'm like, man, I have all those other pieces for that whole, you know, set. Might as well, it's five rounds. It'll take like 15 minutes. It'll be all right. 
So I don't know. We'll see what my mood is when I actually go play. But either way, I'm at the end of the game. It's been fantastic. I cannot wait to get a chunk of time, which I thought was going to be today, but it didn't happen. I ended up on the road doing all sorts of errands for about three and a half, four hours of my day today. So when I got back, I was like, well, let me watch two episodes of this. And the next thing you know, I had to cook dinner, get things prepped, blah, 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 the day. And now we're here. So that was my week. That's what I've done. What about you, man? Well, just like you, when I thought about this today, oh, man, what, what did I do this week so I can remember? Uh, I have no idea. Well, I know I did something, though. I See, I even forgot that the, the Friday night escapades were supposed to have been this past week. That feels like it was two weeks ago now. So I, maybe just because of that night where I would like slept and then got up and did some things and then went to sleep for the night again, that's like thrown all my memory off. I have no idea. But I know what I did the very next day is I went to, over to mom's house, you know, did laundry and hang out and stuff. And then that night we drove up to Saginaw, went and saw Jerry Seinfeld. There's no way to review like a stand-up show because unless you were there, you don't get it. But it was hilarious. It was a great time. His opening act was really good too. An older dude who I've never heard of before. He was awesome. Jerry was awesome. Bunch of new stuff. Bunch of his classic bits. Just a great time all around. And when you see somebody who's like a pro at stand-up, like even the classic stuff, like I've heard it before. Like I remember it from a CD I have of his that I used to listen to like in high school. But I still laughed just as hard. That's the first time that I heard it, because the delivery's great, the whole pacing, everything about it. He's a pro, made me laugh, had a great time, drove back. The very next day, Mom and I went out to the Regal Cinema to see Black Adam, which I thought was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Is it the best superhero movie I've ever seen? No. But it's only bad in the way, like, it needs more time. Like, I, need, I wanted more scenes. I wanted, like, a half hour more of that movie. You could flesh out the backstory a little more. You could flesh out the side characters a little bit more. I was surprised by the side characters. Like the other characters in the Justice Society were a lot of fun. The main characters didn't get enough time. Again, more time there. But the, the, the two younger side characters, usually I hate young characters, just doesn't click for me. They were great. They had a nice little chemistry, even with the other characters. It was great. So, fun movie overall. And I can't think of anything else that I did other than just like you, I played one video game all week which is Persona 5 Strikers, and I feel like I didn't play much of it. I know I played a couple hours on Sunday. Played a couple hours Monday? Because, yeah, because we didn't do the, the Patreon stuff on Monday. So I played some, and I had a good time, but I I barely remember. Like, I mean, I remember what happened, but it just feels like I, I played it for five seconds this whole week. And that's how the whole week has felt like. It's just a bizarre week of nothing but you know what no you can't end it on a bad note i'm gonna end it on a positive note because we got to okinawa and all that stuff was cool and the shisas were there and i was like man i hope they have a yakuza cameo because that's where yakuza 3 took place all in okinawa man maybe there'll be something there wasn't anything but seeing all the little shisas i i don't know i don't know why it got to me but see you know the statue shisas I'm like, all right cool and then i remembered oh wait yeah there's a there's a shisa persona so then every time we'd fight the little dog creature and it would split into like a thousand shisas just running around. It just made me smile. I don't know. Then you fight the big one and then every time you'd hit him, he'd spawn in more. And they're just like, I don't know, maybe just because that was my first like 
really strong persona in Persona 5 when I first played it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's strong against physical. This guy's the best. And he got trumped by Shiki Oji eventually. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Seeing the goofy little Shisas with their goofy little faces and their bright yellow colors running all around made me smile. Made me feel great. And then all the stuff you do in Okinawa with the beautiful beaches and the beautiful scenery. You get a nice... A secret lab. Yeah, you get a nice beach scene with, you know, anime beach scene with everybody hanging out and doing... You know what? That, that's what it was. Although, you know, I'm not a big fan of the combat system. Sometimes the story sequences go on too long. I talked more about that in the Watch Plan that we just recorded a little while ago. I mean, not that they're bad, but they just kind of go on a little bit too long. But that scene was worth it. Because it was like, I'm hanging out with my friends, and everybody is enjoying it. Even Sophie is getting in on the action. That was great. And it was like a 30-second scene. But it just, like, it hit me. All the dopamine, all the serotonin was just flowing. I was like, yeah, this, that, yeah, it's Persona. It's Persona 5 with my friends again. So that's that's the way I'm going to end that week, with a discussion of just a small animated scene that just made my whole day, because it was wonderful. And this is where I really feel like Sophie, like, you know, by now, right now where you are, she be, she becomes who she is. Mm-hmm. She's she's starting to set her roots as an actual Persona 5 character. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think she's done, you know, she's been building up to this, but I think it was in Okinawa where it really gets going. Like, Sophie is Sophie. And I'm like, yeah, Sophie. You know? And you kept, uh, I remember back in the day, I would, I would act like Sophie was part of the team, and I kept saying Sophie, because... I got to that point where I'm like, no, Sophie's part of the team. Yeah. That's Persona 5. Sophie, what are you talking about? And you're like, no, 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 not Sophie. And I'm like, no, Sophie. Sophie's there. Because she grows and grows and grows. And I think Okinawa and that secret lab and the whole thing and the watermelons on the beach and everything else yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. it all gets to there. And, and, and she really feels like an actual part of your team right there. And then going forward, just only gets bigger and bigger and bigger as a character and has a lot more fun with you know what she's up to what she's doing and of course i already told you you know wolf and you know his story and it's all going to come in yeah yeah. it it gets really good i grew to love the the actual combat and i know you're still not really jiving with that part but you're you know enjoying the story it is starting to grow on me a little bit though since i unlocked everyone's master arts Mm -hmm. because obviously there was a trophy for it so i'm going to do it when I saw some of them, I was like, well, let me try it out. And then I went, oh, oh, that actually is really cool. Like, Monok's like square, square, square triangle that occasionally becomes a miracle punch. Mm-hmm. When it became a miracle punch, I went, this is the greatest thing. Because it could just be, a, you know, a little twirly slash. But then it's like, bam! And I was like, oh, here's the, here's the physicality that I wanted. Because it didn't feel like that at first because you just fly and you just swish. Swishing around all over. Yeah, man. but starting to pick out the little nuances of everybody's stuff. I'm like, okay. I actually am starting to like this. When I play as Mona, when I play as Yusuke, when I play as these other people, I'm like, okay, now I know my little combo that I do, just like in all the Musou games. So I can see it. I still want to just keep it on easy because I don't want to spend too much time on it, on just the combat, Mm -hmm. but I am starting to appreciate it more. I mean, I don't want to say like I hate the combat, but it's just, you know what I mean. Just wasn't, you know, you just want to, it's just like we did originally. I wish it would have just stayed JRPG. Yeah, turn-based yeah. style and just was a, a proper dlc but they didn't do it that route so what can you do still fantastic i still enjoyed my time with it and of course like you said you're enjoying your time with it but you're in that same position i am with yakuza and you're in it with persona it's like this is great but we need to finish because there's other stuff we got to get done for the end of the Correct. year so it's it's both those things happening for both of us with different games but of course speaking of different games this week 
holy cow, I knew it was out, but I didn't really pay attention, and then I forgot, and now, you know, it is Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion. It's out October 28th, right now, on all the PlayStation, you know, systems and PC, and I gotta get it. I gotta get it. I don't have a choice. This is kind of like a, a must-play for me, because I've really, really enjoyed Resident Evil Village, and this takes place 16 years later. Rose is, you know, a teenager at this point. Her father's gone, passed away. Whoa, spoiler alert. She's alive and he's dead? Come on now. Oh, Whoa, no. Spoilers. Whoa. I guess, I, guess I'll never finish Village now because I just know what happens at the end. Yep, you'll never, you're never going to finish it. Shucks. Which, side Shucks. note, I'll just tell you on the show, I think, I don't even know if I told you, I played Resident Evil Village's, um, you know, third-person perspective that they put the demo out. Fantastic. So much fun. I think I did text you and said you should you try out that. that that demo because it really does change how the game feels. And so if you weren't really like 100% jiving with the first person view and everything going on, give this one a shot. feels a lot more like you know Resident Evil 4, etc. So I don't know. Maybe that'll change things for you. But of course, jumping off that, Rose, whom you play as, she has magical powers and you will play her over the shoulder, it's going to be that third-person perspective. She goes into a mild spoiler, but not really if you've been paying any attention to what this is. The dream world. So, like, a, a not the real world. And she goes and revisits where her father, Ethan, was when he came to save her. And kind of tromps through in the same storylines as he did. Through the castle, through the house, you know, etc., etc., but things are a little bit different because obviously she's only going off the stories and what she heard and how things went down. So some of the characters aren't there. Some of the things are just locked, blocked off. And you're fighting like the mold monsters instead and some new creatures and this and that. But the essence of each area stays kind of the same, like what it was about and what was going on. But you just get different versions and different, you know, baddies in certain instances, stuff like that. And there's a lot of mixed reviews right now. Like, some are saying it was kind of boring. Like, whatever. If You you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Some are saying if you like the village, definitely play this. Some are saying it's actually really good. It's kind of all over the place. If you go look around, I don't know, trust your favorites when you go take a peek at reviews and what you want to do with it. But from what I hear, you can play it standalone if you didn't do village. You just want to do, like, a nice, tight, small Resident Evil event. You can play this without playing it because they do a recap to kind of show you what the hell happened, what was going on. And it's a, definitely a much smaller experience. It's what I don't know how many hours, but I'm into, it's a weekend experience and you'll finish it. But what really got me was that uh, instead of just relying on guns and stuff, she like I said, she does have magical powers, which is the whole source of the thing, and she doesn't like it, and she's a, kind of an outcast, blah, 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 blah. So you're going about all this in a different way than you did with just shooting your pistol and shooting him in the head all the time. And to boot, since it's a dream sequence, there's like cool mystified stuff where like messages are scrolling up like, remember this. And then there's apparently like some other voice talking to you, which might just be yourself, the conscious self, telling you like, hey, wake up. Don't worry about this. Don't do this. And then that whole element just appeals to me. Sounds like a lot of fun. Kind of just, I don't know, puts a different spin on it instead of just your, this is a crazy event going on. These crazy monsters have been made by the T-virus or X-virus or whatever the hell virus it is. 
and instead it gives you a room to play and have a little fun with it. And then, of course, with it, Matt, came the mercenary thing that we were promised a long, long time ago, never got. Well, that's out, so you can be, like, awesome, cool, crazy different characters. You can be actual uh, um, nine-foot lady. Oh, my God, what's her name? I just had it a second ago. Come no, on, you man. Didn't. You've never had it. No, I did. You've never had Demi- it, Eric. You'll Demi- never have Demetrius. it again. Demetrius. Forget all about it. Demi- Forget all Demi- about it. Demi- 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 Demetrius. <laughs> Lady something to grab us. Why don't you help? Come you're, just, on. you're shameful. What That's is why. It? That's because you're a shameful display, Eric. Oh, man. You used to have it because you used to just call her Lady D because you knew D. you could never get it. Yeah. So we'll just, just, you know, we'll just do it. Just. All right, fine. Just Lady D. Chris Redfield, all sorts of cool characters with different unique abilities. You can go in there and have a good old time with that if you want to. And on top of it all, as we kind of like told you just a minute ago with the demo, you can go replay RE Village with Ethan in third person. And I did the demo. It was a lot of fun. It is very different. It is very cool. It's not enough to make me go replay that whole game because I enjoyed what it was in first person. But mildly tempting because it did feel better in the third person. It was a lot of fun. And it was definitely neat seeing the uh, castle, especially, you know, that's where they dump you from that perspective. So part of me is like, man, maybe if I at least go see where Lady D introduces herself and you see the sisters and everything going on, that would be pretty cool. But I don't know. Most likely they'll all just get it and go through Rose's DLC. Probably call it good enough. But it's out right now. Looks good to me, especially someone who did enjoy Village. So if you did enjoy Village, want more of it, this looks like you're going to get exactly that. And then the last little tidbit was that I heard that the house where the scary things happen, which I keep telling Matt, at least play to that before you just give up totally, is even scarier. And there's even more crazy stuff. And that I'm super excited about. Can't wait to see what they got in store for me in that house. It's going to be a lot of fun. So what you should do, Eric, because I'm, I'm never going to finish it. It's one of the games that I looked at, and I'm like, am I ever going to finish this? I don't know. And so I, temp- at least temporarily, deleted it off the console. What you should do is when you get this, you should just stream it, and then I'll watch it, and I'll see it, and I'll experience it. And then like 10 years later, when we're discussing old games that were really cool, I'll be like, yeah, I played that Winner's Expansion. I didn't much care for the regular game, but that girl do- doing stuff, that was Rose lots of fun. It was a real good game. She was like the daughter of somebody. I remember that. It was a good yeah. time. Some loser. I hated that guy, but the expansion was real Didn't good. Did his hands get chopped off a lot? I think Like every single five minutes, that man was losing a hand. <laughs> I wish I could lose hands like that. Jeez, so peace. I don't want that. That would hurt. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, but imagine they regenerated. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's worth the pain, though. I mean, I would do it once to freak out people at work. Mm-hmm. I'd cut my hand off in the cutter and then just be like, oh, my God. Ah! And Mary would faint and Bob would mm-hmm. look all crazy. And then I'd be like, check this out, Bob. <laughs> Especially if it was like, oh, man, what I want is a virtuosity hand. You ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Where you cut it off and then it's like, it like purple goops out yeah, and like oh, eats yeah. up a window. That's the, that's, that's the regeneration I want. Oh, it's beautiful. That's wonderful. Speaking of beautiful and wonderful... I mean, you all know, every release I talk about, it's solid gold. Every video game recommendation for me in general is solid gold. In fact, everything I say, every word I speak, solid gold. Every podcast I edit and produce and put up for you guys is solid gold. If this show dropped on Sundays, it would be called Sunday Gold. And that's also the name of the release this week. It's Sunday Gold, which dropped 
actually a couple weeks ago on the 13th of October, developed by BCOM Studios, published by Team 17, and released, as far as I can tell, only for PC. This is one of those games where I was like, oh, let me find an indie game. You know, I always like to find an indie game, something obscure, something I've never heard of. And as soon as I started researching this, I went, I absolutely need to play this game. And then as I researched it a little bit more, I went, Eric absolutely needs to play this game. Oh, schnips. You and I both need to play this, and I'm going to get into why a little bit later. I'm going to start off with just the graphical front, because the graphics of this game look really cool. It takes place kind of a, a dystopian London future, big oppressive corporations, rich people looking down on the people trying to scratch their way up from the bottom. You play a team of three criminals kind of out to get the big evil boss of this shady corporation. You know, typical kind of underdog, far future, everything's kind of bad story. Fair enough. Look at the graphics. Really stylish, really cool, looking like something like Disco Elysium, that kind of very artistic, kind of impressionistic, one review called it. But then it's intercut with comic panel type scenes, like your shots of your characters. When they do a skill in the combat system, which I'll talk about in a little bit, like they'll ready the skill and it'll be like a cool action shot of them. And they're like, oh, sniper shot or whatever it's called. And then it, whoosh, comic books smash cut to the enemy. Oh, getting affected by it. Ouch. So it looks really cool, really stylish, really cool like that. Music, really good. Soundtrack, really good. But the reason that you and I need to play this is because this is a mashup of two genres. First, point-and-click adventure game. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves a point-and-click mm-hmm. adventure game. You're, you're, you're planning a heist. You go into a room. Look at all these things you can interact with. Look at all this stuff. Each character has unique abilities. The one chick, she's like a big old muscly girl, so she can lift up stuff and move it out of the way. One guy's a traditional thief. He's picking locks. He's doing all kinds of stuff. One guy's a hacker dude. He's looking at hacks and computers and passwords and all that stuff. So you get to do all that. And what's beautiful about it, you know, you go into a scene, you're doing all this stuff. Each action you perform costs a certain amount of AP, which each of your characters has. Action points, as usual. And if you do more complicated stuff, it costs more AP. But after you're all out of AP, or, you know, you've performed a set number of actions, the kind of the the exploration turn ends, and you have a chance to, based on your actions, based on what you did, the threat level can rise, it can lower, or there's a random chance that you get into a battle. And in that battle... It's a turn-based RPG, my friend Eric. And if you look at just the way it looks, just the camera angles, it looks Persona-y. It looks Shin Megami Tensei-y. Just the, just the feel of the, the angles and the, and the style of the combat. And it's not as deep as that. It's not a super deep RPG or anything. But the thing that I think is really awesome about this is you spend your action points in the ex- exploration phase to explore and do point-and-click adventure game type stuff. But the action points pool that you leave each character with at the end of that turn, if you get into combat, you also have to spend your action points in combat to do stuff. So a bunch of the reviews were like, well, you can't just do what you do in any adventure game and just try everything until you kind of figure out stuff. Because if you spend all your points dorking around trying to get her to lift up this big thing that's obviously has no connection to what you're trying to do, she has no action points. So her first few turns, she's got to guard and get her action points back so she can attack, so she can use her stuff, which doesn't make sense. Why would you just fumble around in the dark? Why wouldn't you just be smart like you and I would be, 
balance your action points. Okay, I bet we have to go over here. Use a, a small action point action here. The character gives you a hint. Okay, use the big one over here. Ta-da, I got the thing. Do-do-do-do-do. But then the other beautiful thing is using your action points and balancing the, that in the combat. Because when you get out of combat, the exploration phase happens again. So if you use all your action points in combat, now you don't have any to do the expensive things in the exploration phase. So just the balancing. It got me so geeked. And then as I'm, I'm watching an in-depth review talk about it, I'm like, well, you know, in the action phase, each attack costs one AP flat. Each skill costs more than that. You can have a maximum of seven. So through exploration and action, and then in the battles, if you guard, you get AP back. And I'm like, man, you know, I could see myself, myself and Eric, smart people. Uh-huh. We're fighting three enemies. Okay, burn through AP to get two of those down. Burn some more AP to get that one down on his last leg, his last HP. And then you know what we're going to do, Eric? You're going to guard, 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 guard. Everyone's max. Okay, attack one person, plink. Expiration phase. Now we can go do whatever we want in there. And then not even worry about it. And in that RPG side, you got levels. You got leveling up. You got skill trees. Each level up, you can choose to upgrade stuff. You can upgrade skills for the RPG side. You can unlock lots of skills for the exploration side. Where if you, you know, you don't want to look around for the, for the pin number code that somebody left around to unlock the door, maybe just use his skill that you've unlocked to just instantly unlock door. And it costs his maximum amount of AP, but boom, now it's done. Now you don't have to do anything else. It just made me smile. Looking at this thing, I mean, it, it looks nice. It looks stylish. It looks really cool. The voice acting sounds really good. It's all British, so you get all the accents and things in this beautiful dystopian British future. But just the balance of... It's point and click, and then when you do fight, it's RPG, and they all just knit together. So nice. The systems intertwine. By doing well at one, you can help out the other. By doing poorly at one, you can screw up the other. So if you're just a bonehead, you can blow all your AP and then have a few bad rounds in the RPG. Two games that I love. Two games that you love. We need to be playing some Sunday Gold, Eric. Sounds fantastic. That does sound right up my alley. I don't know why this game is just gone and not been up in here, up in my Twitter feed. Something I should be seeing. Where the hell? What the hell? Who's been failing me? What's going on? Doesn't matter who else failed you, because I got you back, eh? That's right. I find all the cool stuff. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. I'll go check it, take a peek at it myself. I'm going to go look at some of the uh, the demo, you know, footage, etc. Yeah, that looks fun, man. And of course, something else that looked fun... But who? I don't know. I mean, I don't I, know about this one. I don't know. I'm so I'm gonna do it regardless. But holy cow! It took a it took a huge ice pick and it stabbed it into my gut, and I went ooh. Because everybody, PlayStation just announced that PlayStation VR two release date's coming in February at a price point of five hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I don't think most people expected this. No. I didn't. I said, you know what? I know it's going to be pricey because they're getting out the OLED screens. They've got the brand new, all the new sensors, all the new technology. They're 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 going uh, for 120 uh, refresh rates, that kind of stuff. They're going all out here. You know, they're putting the money where the mouth is and they're putting out a VR system that's going to be pushing some cool stuff. So I went, you know what? It'll be pricey. But I was thinking 400 
I was thinking four fifty nine ninety nine at most, you know, like in that range. And it came out five forty nine ninety nine. That's more than the PlayStation Five, which you have to have mm-hmm. to actually buy this and play it. So as a whole, you've got to pay the four hundred and the five forty nine to play this system. And I'm just, I'm, it instantly made me really nervous because for me, I'm on board. I want VR to succeed. I see its potential. I had a great time and still have a great time once in a while with my VR that's upstairs for the PlayStation 4. But I don't think you're going to get people on board with this. I just don't think people are going to fork over no $549.99 for this thing. I don't care what you tell anybody. I just don't think you're going to get it. Well, I mean, you know, when you're you're one of those influencers who can buy a PlayStation Five for a thousand bucks and make your money back, you're definitely going to get this. Mm-hmm. Also, that's inside joke, yeah. everybody, inside story. <laughs> but I will say the price point; it shouldn't surprise me because I was just, as you were talking, just running down the spec sheet, looking at all the good stuff, and remembering all the stuff we talked about when they first announced PlayStation Two VR and all the upgrades and all the cool stuff we were very excited about. I'm like, you know. It's got such good resolution. If it's doing the 120 hertz refresh rate. It's got the vibration on headset that I was telling you all about where like yeah. you get wind vibrating and through your head and doing all sorts of stuff. I mean, that stuff's cool. I mean, there's all this awesome stuff. OLED screens, like you said. It makes sense because it's it's now a really premium product. It's a it's it's catching up. It, it is the best that it can be. But still, man, I was hoping for like 300, 400 max. And now it's five forty nine ninety nine. I mean, no, it's an investment. And and I shouldn't, you know, be oh man, that's so much because I have a PlayStation Five. I bought mm-hmm. the expensive Steam Deck. I have Nintendo Switch, a nice thing. And I, I buy expensive things all the time. But just when you see, here's the thing you want. It's real expensive though. It just it just sours my mood, especially because unlike you, I haven't played any VR. Like, I played it when I was a kid, back when mm-hmm. VR was first starting to be a thing. I haven't experienced PlayStation VR. I haven't experienced an Oculus Quest, anything like that. So it's, it's my toes aren't even in the water. I'm, st- I'm standing at the edge of the pool looking at it. I would love for this to succeed. I, w- I hope it's really cool. I mean, the, the, uh, the Resident Evil VR stuff that we talked about before when they were announcing it, that looks awesome. The Resident Evil 4 remake in VR will be incredible. So I'm trying to sell myself on it because we already know some really awesome stuff that is coming for this thing. The Horizon bundle, which is coming for five ninety nine nine nine, or you can buy it separately, but that's going to be great. Well, well, even that, I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, okay, there's a bundle with a game. Uh, now it's $600, though. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Knowing that you have to pay this and then $60 prices for i mean obviously most games like i'm excited for the games i want to have a vr experience with especially the resident evil one like we talked about throwing the clip from hand to hand doing the stuff with the guns aiming properly it sounds amazing but that price point just really just it takes a little ice pick and it it puts it not in my heart but in my in my side i'm like oh stop it and that's where i think the biggest problem is as i think you had a certain group of people that were interested in the PSVR originally. They bought in. They enjoyed it. People like me. I know what the, the PlayStation VR is. I had a great time with it. I respected it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. But there were a lot of people, I think, like you, who were like, ah, it's not quite there yet. 
It's not what I want. I want that VR experience to be, you know, a little more up to date, a little more high speed, look a little more graphically, you know, enhanced. I'm going to wait. And you waited. But then they went, here it is. Here's one that's going to be better, smoother, faster, everything. Everything you want is going to be, you know, what you kind of what you were hoping for, but at this price point. And so I think you'll get three-fourths of the people that were already on board, the people that bought PlayStation VR, but I think you're going to price out one-fourth of those people. Yeah. Now you're going to get, like, a, a smackle of the people that were waiting to see, you know, the high-end, better-end graphics, better-end capabilities, production, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They'll jump in. But I think at that price point, you're going to get a lot of people who are waiting go, oh, that's a... That's above my pay grade for something I'm not really sure about. I'm going to wait and see. And at best, you'll get a couple more later, you know, when if they see what they want to see. But I think a lot of people are going to sit and just keep waiting and waiting, thinking there might be a sale, there might be some kind of price drop, there might be something. And I don't foresee it ever happening. Out of the entire interest, probably pricing out a fourth is probably about right. You're not going to lose like a ton of million, billion no. sales or anything. But if everybody's waiting and it wouldn't be everybody, but, but if everyone's waiting for a price drop, you know what that means is you're not moving as many units as you would. You're not moving as many VR games Mm -hmm. as you would. So I would never say this would happen, but it almost makes me think when you price something so high, obviously they would have no problem cutting the price. I'm sure. But if nobody buys it, then it's going to seem more and more like, nobody's interested this is not something we should keep working Mm -hmm. on this is not something we should keep supporting i don't think it would happen i think the people who have you know the cash to buy a ps5 they're going to find the scratch to buy this too but it just seems as someone who hasn't stepped into vr even when it has been cheaper i don't like the vr just keeps getting more expensive i looked up you know the meta quest the latest meta quest just the 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 basic one that they were selling quest or whatever yeah now it's $100 $100 more just for that same model. Mm-hmm. They just released the specs on the uh, the MetaQuest Pro for like the oh, super high level stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's like wild. thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Now this is 600 bucks, obviously with a game. It just feels like it's, instead of coming down and being more like reasonable priced, for like for the regular consumer humans, it's just, well, we're going to make it better, but it is going to be more expensive. But Up and up and up and up. The casual people are all going to fall out of this. But if the promise is there... I'm torn. Like I said, I'm torn because if the promise is there and the the fidelity, the, the you know everything is intact and the graphics are up on par with PS4 graphics are better now. Mm-hmm. That's going to change everything, and that's going to look gorgeous. It's going to feel gorgeous. Obviously, they changed up how the, everything tracks, so all the sensors are up on the cam itself. Like I said, they've got the vibrations and the movement things available on the headset. They've completely redone and upgraded the controllers. They've got the dual sense vibrations, etc., in them, just like your your controller does. So you're going to be able to feel all that movement, all that you know rattling when the guns are shooting, etc., etc., etc. This is that like that promise fulfilled. I feel like this has the ability to put out games that are starting not not all the way there yet, but starting to make you feel like you're in the game in the world having a great time and that's of course what everybody's waiting for and that's what everybody's looking for when it comes to vrs when they can be in the game and they don't feel like they're just putting on a headset and playing a game they're in it and i feel like this is that that real step towards that and so i'm like super excited but with the price 
and just knowing that a lot of people might not get on board and might not get the support needs and then in the end might not keep going forward it bothers me i feel like to make the make this succeed and i i know it's unreasonable but i wish sony and and those that are also going to make the next systems you know the next vr systems that are going to compete would take a hit just take a hit to get it out to everybody so everybody goes this is the next step this is what we want so we can push that vr narrative forward to where i'm in my dream world of sword art online and i'm laying in a bed and never wake up again and just play a video game and that's my life i was trying to think of how i would have rather have found out this news and i think the only way i could think of is is kind of if they did it and they might still do this because it's still coming out in February, so it's still a ways out. Mm-hmm. If they had done it almost Steam Deck style, like I knew what the price of the Steam Deck was, but it was coming in question marks, question marks, question marks. And you could put $10 down to reserve your spot. And then much later when it was, hey, your spot's finally here. Or if they had put out a thing, hey, who's interested in PSVR 2? And you and I had both signed up. And then, hey, man, did you get your email today? Yeah, I got it. Plink, plink. Oh, 549. All right, cool. I probably would have just shrugged my shoulders. And Whatever, I'm going to do it. We're getting it. This Heck is my yeah, chance we're doing to get it, and we'll get it. Yeah, yeah. But instead, it's it feels so disconnected that it feels bigger than it would normally be if I was like in a spot in line for it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now I'd like go to a store, or go on a web store, and just look at five forty nine ninety nine plus shipping if I didn't buy it in store plus tax regardless. Oh, man. Feels like something that I would put on my web browser here on this side of the screen and look at. And then play a game over here and just keep looking back at it for two hours and then not get it at the end of the day. But everything you said was right. Like, this is the next step. This is this feels like it becoming real, like the, mm-hmm. ne- the next the big step that could happen. And I want it to succeed because I want it to succeed and do gangbusters. And then they have like a like a Black Friday special where they cut 100 bucks off of it and then I get it. I want you to get it and then me to actually go to your house and experience it. And if it's really cool and awesome, then I won't have any problems doing it. But since I haven't experienced it, if it is game-changing and mind-blowing, I will absolutely do it. But it's not... I don't know. I'm just... It's so weird. I'm torn on, like, everything about it. Yeah, I feel I feel sad, but I'm already sold. I'm committed to VR. I want it to succeed. I want my lifetime to be the generation that gets to actually get in fully with VR and not happen after I'm dead. So I feel like if I don't support this now in its baby phase going forward, then I can't blame anybody if we don't get to it. You know what I mean? So mm. I can't, I got to put my money where my mouth is and actually roll forward with it. And speaking of which, November 15th is when the pre-orders start for this. I don't really know how it's going to roll out. You know, find it at Best Buy, Amazon, Tar- you know, wherever the hell you want to go, try to get on board, whatever their pre-order, you know, rules, regulations are. I'm going to be there day one. I think from what I've heard over the last couple months, they're talking about how they don't foresee this being like a big PlayStation 5 issue. They're going to be able mm-hmm. to actually produce quite a few, and they don't think it'll have an issue where you're just for sure not getting one. Regardless of that, I was able to get a PS5 even with the problems. So I'll be there day one trying to get this and then uh, have to deal with the aftermath, of course, spending $549.99. Probably realistically $599.99 because I'm for sure getting the Horizon VR game. So why not just get the bundle and have it be there day one? Maybe that's what I'll do is I'll 
I'll sign up for a pre-order and then set like a calendar alert for like three days beforehand. Like, hey, PSVR launches next week. Here's your order number. Do you still want it? The calendar alert will say to me and I'll go, yeah, screw it. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe that's what I'll do. Click and you just click yes and that little moment and then it's a done deal and it's going to be at your house. And of course, mind you, we've said this before, but it's only one cord now too. You put that one cord into the front end of that PlayStation 5 and you're off to the races. No extra box, no freaking three to seven different cords going off in the back of this and that. None of that. Boop, plug and play. You're going to be in the VR world and you get your, you know, for you, your first VR experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just do it. Screw it. One cord. You know, what's the worst case scenario? I sit here with the box on my head. I sit here with these big old headphones on my head every day. Mm-hmm. It's not that different in front of this giant screen, man. You know, ah. You're trying. You're you're almost selling and me. You're I might be do the front it. You know? end. We'll be able to talk VR a little bit. That'll be good times because not a lot of podcasts, not a lot of folks do the VR side of things because it's expensive and it's kind of a niche thing, you know. But we'd be able to actually talk a little bit about VR games because both of us would have it. We'd both be having some of the same experiences. It might be a good time. I'm thinking it will be. I enjoyed the PlayStation, you know, VR original. So. But what if I'm like you, Eric, and I can only play it for like 20 minutes before I get hot and sweaty and nauseous? Well. I, I did the fan trick, and now I can do almost an hour. Nice. So we're up to like an hour, <laughs> which honestly- Which is more free time than you get most days as it is. It's so. more free time than I typically get. <laughs> and for VR, as it stands now, that's more than enough time. You're not, you're not going to sit there with that box, like you said, that box on your head, screwing around for more than an hour or so anyway, before you're like, okay, let's pop this off and just play a normal game or watch a show or you know do whatever you're going to do in real life. Yeah. So- I feel like this will be the same thing, and if the graphics are even better and everything's you know f- fresher, faster, there's less jarring, weird, and you know crap going on with the camera not keeping up, mm. and and your brain getting confused. I feel like, but I'm thinking maybe that'll make it a little bit better when it's quicker. If me turning my head and I'm actually turning my head, that kind of thing going on, it might not make me get sick as quick. So maybe I'll get two hours before I start to go. Oh, I gotta take this off. You never have two hours free anyway, Eric. So you know what? Exactly. You said pre-order is open November 15th? November 15th. Okay. So I think I'm 75% on board. I was going to say 90%. I don't know about 90%, but I'm a lot closer than I was when we started this when I saw 549.99 and I was 1% on board. So we might get there. I know you're, you'll get there anyway, but mm-hmm. I might be there too. What about you out there in podcast listener land? Are you on board? Are you just an Xbox player and you're like, I turned the show off like 45 minutes ago? Didn't give two shits. <laughs> Whatever. Let us know any of that. What are your thoughts on the prices? Your thoughts on VR in general? Are you going to get it? You're not going to get it? Do you have that MetaQuest Pro thing that's like $30,000? Are you a crypto person? Did you do that? I don't know. Let me know via the email, thirdshiftme@gmail.com On the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook on the Third Shift. You can indeed find us over on Facebook. You can also find us on Patreon. We're over there. We have a little tip jar set up. One buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. You like what you hear. You like what we're doing. Please head over there and throw a buck or few our way. You know, we got a couple extra shows for those of you who do three bucks or up. But you know what? If you can't do any of that, you say, I got no money. I got no money. I'm saving up for the PlayStation VR 2, Eric. What do you think? What You just told me about it. I get you. You can throw us mailbag questions. You can go to Twitch, Amazon Prime. You got that? You know what? That's $5 free every month. Boom, for your old boys over here. 
helping us out. You can do suggestions. You can do topics. You can do five-star ratings on iTunes, on Spotify, any of those things. There's multiple ways to help us out, which don't really cost you much, and they don't cost you any but a few minutes of time. There's no excuse. Get over there. Help us out. Help us help you. We always tell you about it. Come on. Do it. And another thing you should absolutely do is listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 10th of November, or possibly sooner. Hey, surprise, we might have to talk about that, actually. Uh-oh. But you can still find that on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. And we appreciate those five-star reviews over on the iTunes and Spotify, which I already told you about. So get on over there. You know what? Turkey Day's right around the freaking corner. We want to get fat with them five-star reviews, just like you want to get fat with that damn turkey. So help us help you and get us fat before you get fat. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. But until that time, there's still nothing else to say. But... Don't forget to say yay, yay.